Welcome to Through the Bible with Dr. Buddy Walls. Today's Bible lesson is Angels and Giants. Angels and Giants. Let's talk about fallen angels going against the commandments of God. There is a teaching that I, that I have heard taught for years by some famous Bible teachers and scholars that does not line up with the authorized King James Bible. That is why in my teachings I promote comparing Scripture with Scripture instead of Scripture with man. The Bible is its own best teacher. Many teachers say the fallen angels came down in the days of Noah and interbred with women, creating the offspring in the Bible known as the Nephilim or giants. But according to the Bible, that is not correct, and we will show you why. That is where some Bible scholars get way off base or out there in left field. They base giants out of the book of Enoch, which is not part of the canon of Scripture and uh, should not be according to God. We will prove this by the authorized King James Bible. The book of Enoch claims the giants were 300 cubits tall, a cubic being about 18 inches in length would make these giants 450 feet tall. According to the King James, that is not correct. While we are going through this study, I want you to notice something. The devil is constantly trying to discredit the King James Bible, and he uses the book of Enoch to try to do that. And that is why God will not allow it as part of the scripture. John 1 Chapter 1, verse 1 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, you know, and Satan will do everything possible to discredit the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Now I want you to listen to my words carefully. Not once is an archangel in the physical mentioned in the Bible. I said in the physical, because they are not physical. Angels are created spiritual beings who can transform into human beings only to carry out God's purpose. In the Bible, they are only mentioned two times. Once in 1 Thessalonians 4.16, where it mentions the voice of an archangel, and again in Jude 9, where an archangel Michael is contending with the devil. But keep in mind, both Michael and the devil is in spirit form. It's not the Hollywood devil standing there in the flesh with a pitchfork. According to the authorized King James, who exactly were the sons of God? How exactly tall were these giants? The book of Enoch cannot be trusted. According to our Bible, they could not have been 450 feet tall. Genesis chapter 6 verse 2 Genesis chapter 6 verse 2 says this, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Do you see how easy it is to believe in these verses that it is talking about fallen angels? Follow me closely. First of all, according to the King James, angels cannot marry. Matthew chapter 22 verse 30. Matthew 22 30 says this, for in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as angels of God in heaven. 
Remember Genesis chapter 6, verse 2. Genesis 6, 2. It says that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair. They took them wives of all which they chose. This means that the sons of God cannot be angels because angels do not get married. Not only that, but according to this doctrine, they are supposed to be fallen angels, demonic angels, who have went against the commandments of God. But notice the Bible does not say they forced their way with the women. The Bible says they married them. Isn't that something? Demons have no regard for the things of God. Matrimony is supposedly a holy event. Demons would have come and done whatever they wanted. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 13. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool? Hebrews 1 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? According to the Bible, angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who are heirs of salvation. And if angels are spirits, which they are, they could never lie with women because they do not have flesh and bone. That would be like lying with a cloud. That reminds me of Jesus after his resurrection in, in Luke chapter 24, verse 39. Luke 24, 39 says this, Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones, as ye see me have. Keep this in mind. We will have bodies, like his resurrection body for all eternity, for we will be like him. That means flesh and bone, no blood, and we'll be able to eat and drink as we do here. I do not care what kind of circumstance or situation you are currently in, medically speaking. In eternity, you will not have to be concerned about it. Why? Because we are glorified forever, perfect for you forever. John chapter 3 verse 6 says this, John 3, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Here is more King James proof. The sons of God could not have been angels because the giants could not have the offspring of a spirit-flesh combo. Genesis 6 chapter 6 verse 1. Genesis 6, 1. And it came to pass... When men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, notice the King James is clear that men began to multiply, not angels. It repeats this in verse 3. Genesis chapter 6, verse 3. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his day shall be a hundred and twenty years. Notice that after the sons of God lies with the daughters of men, God says that his spirit will not always strive with who? With men. God does not say his spirit shall will not always strive with angels. Sometimes in Bible study you have to be aware of what the Bible does not say. The angels are not involved in this particular story. He talks about man for a third time. 
in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. Genesis 6, 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And he repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. It is clear that the problem here is men. If this story was about angels coming down to earth and marrying humans, God's primary frustration would have been with the angels. But there is not a single mention of angels in this entire chapter. Now you might be wondering if angels are not mentioned in this chapter, where did this strange doctrine come from? It comes from the book of Enoch, not in the Bible. The devil is trying to discredit the Bible and God. The Bible tells us specifically that God has never called the angels sons of God. In the book of Hebrews, it tells us how much greater Jesus is than the angels. God called Jesus his son, but not the angels. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 5. Hebrews 1 5 says this. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. At no time has he ever called an angel a son. So when the Bible says the sons of God saw the daughters of men, they were fair, this means the Bible cannot be re referring to angels. Notice something if you have ever noticed the book of Enoch, which I do not recommend. Its doctrine teaches directly against the doctrine of the authorized King James. Here are some commonly used verses in the Bible that supposedly proves the sons of God were angels. In Job chapter 38 verse 4. Job 38 4. Where wast thou when I laid the foundation of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measure thereof if thou knowest? Or... Who has stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Now the way these verses are used to support the doctrine that the sons of God are angels are by pointing out that the sons of God shouted for joy when God laid the foundations of the earth. There were no humans alive when he laid the foundation of the earth. The thing to point out in this interpretation is that there were not any angels also when he laid the foundation of the earth. God created everything in the heaven and the earth in six days. Genesis chapter 2 verse 1. Genesis 2 1 says this, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them Notice, God created the heavens within the first six days. Not even light existed before then. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. Genesis 1 3. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And we know that angels give off much light. But if we take a closer look at Job, we find out that the sons of God did not shout for joy when God laid the foundation of the earth. They shouted for joy when God laid the cornerstone. Job chapter 38 verse 6. Job 38 6. Says whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened. 
or who laid the cornerstone thereof. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Notice the sons of God shouted for joy when the cornerstone was laid, which is Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. According to this verse, the cornerstone is Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 6. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 6 says, Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in sign a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. According to this, Christians believe in the chief cornerstone. The next question is, when was Jesus laid as the first cornerstone? 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 7. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. According to this verse, Jesus was made head of the corner after he was rejected of the builders. Now you may be wondering, who are the builders? Well, in the book of Acts, Peter is addressing the rulers of Israel, the chief priests and scribes. Acts chapter 4, verse 8. Acts chapter 4, verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel. Then look at verse 11. Acts chapter 4, verse 11. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which had become the head of the corner. This is talking about how the rulers, the religious authorities, were responsible for putting Jesus to death. And notice, Jesus was laid at the cornerstone, laid as a cornerstone, uh, after he was disallowed by them, or after he was crucified. And we know that there are plenty of Christians in heaven after Jesus was crucified. So now, that we have disproved that the sons of God were angels by the King James, who were the sons of God? The answer, the Bible provides it clear. The sons of God are Christians, people who believe in Jesus, the born again, are saved. John chapter 1 verse 12 says this, John 1 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Christians are the sons of God, not the angels. 1 John 3 1, 1 John 3 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. 1 John 3, 2. 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If you are led by the Spirit of God, that makes you a son of God. Now, does God give His Spirit to angels or Christians? God gives His Spirit to Christians. 
Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Ephesians 1 13 says, In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. By the way, that also means you cannot lose what God gives you regardless of what another Baptist thinks. And it means you receive it after you get saved. All of these verses point to the same conclusion that you become become a son of God after salvation. Now there were two lines of people after the birth of Cain and Abel from Adam and Eve. Now we all know the story where Adam slew Abel, his brother in the field. Then another son was born by the name of Seth. Seth had a saved line of people up to Noah, and Cain had a line of unsaved people up to Lamech. Up to Lamech. This was recorded in Genesis chapter 4. So when we get to Genesis chapter 6, we see the righteous, God-fearing line of Seth seeing the beautiful women of the unrighteous, non-God-fearing line of Cain lusting after them and marrying them. God did not like that. Notice, Man did not get better, he got worse. What about 2020, the year we're living in today? As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. According to Matthew chapter 24, verse 37. Matthew 24, 37 says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Today, women sleeping with women, men sleeping with men, and those who don't know if they are a man or a woman, we tell God he did not know what he was doing when he created us. It is a blasphemy to a holy God because we were created in his image. God calls it an abomination. What is sad is that our government leaders, including uh, uh, the president, support that. We live in an upside-down world that soon, one day, you will see every knee bow and every tongue confess who is Lord, whether they want to or not. Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. Genesis 6, 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Folks, destruction is coming again, sooner than later. Is you, are you and your family and your friends ready to meet the Lord in the air? We used to have a saying, working fires across the southeast. If we don't see you at the fair, we'll see you in the air. We Christians have a lot to do. We need to witness to as many people as we possibly can. Your time and effort will not be in vain. Here is the main scope of this lesson. Do not mix with the wrong people. How many tragedies have you seen from this? God will not bless. Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 says this. Second Corinthians 6 14 says, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? 
And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Now I want to finish up with asking you a question before I close here. Are you 100% sure that you're going to go to heaven? Are you 100% sure that you're going to go to heaven? Did you know it says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13 that God wants you to know for sure that you're going to have eternal life? But the first thing that we've got to do is first of all recognize that we are a sinner. We are a sinner. And then we have to repent of that sin. Now, we can repent a thousand times and it won't do a bit of good until you actually forsake that sin. In other words, give it up. Go another direction. And then you have to believe on the work of the cross. You have to believe that, uh, you know, after he was, after Jesus was crucified, he was put in the tomb. Uh, three days later, he rode from the grave. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I today. If you believe that with all our heart, with all your heart, if you repent of your sins, truly repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, Thou shalt be saved. He did not say you would you might be, he said you shall be. And that's what we have to do to have eternal life. I hope you enjoyed this and we'll catch you somewhere down the road.